Amen. You can be seated. Welcome. Uh, we're doing things a little bit differently today. Um, we're going to have uh, kind of a vision time. Mombana, if you'd come on up here. Uh, again, I'm David. I serve on the leadership team here at Hope Church as one of the pastors. And uh, today, we're, uh, if you're our guest today, normally this slot is for uh, a preaching time that lasts about a half hour. And you'll usually hear from Ben during those uh, those times, uh, but sometimes you'll hear from some of the the other ones of us. Uh, but today we're going to get to hear from Mombano, and we're going to hear about what God is doing uh, with uh, Hope Church and with making disciples and planting churches. And so, uh, Mombano, welcome. Is your microphone working? I don't know. Yes, yes it is. Okay. <laughs> Very good. And so, uh, Mombano is going to share. Uh, Mombano has been with Hope Church for four years now. And uh, we're really excited about what's uh, going on. Mambano, M many of you have met Mambano and Janine. Uh, their, their last name uh, is, tell us, Mambano. Ramusqua. Ramusqua. Is that right? Yeah. Close enough, right? Yeah. yeah. Long <laughs> and, name. And so uh, Mambano, um, uh, his native language is Kenyarwanda. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what that means. And, um, and I don't speak that language, uh, but Mambano speaks English. So we're going to speak in English for you guys this morning. I hope that's okay. Mambano speaks several different languages, and we'll talk about that. But I wanted to talk about church planting and why we always say that Hope Church is, exists to make disciples and plant churches. It's the great commission that Christ has given us to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them everything I've commanded. That's our, our call. That's what God's given us. And the way Hope Church sees that, uh, one of the ways Hope Church sees that, uh, the way that we execute that is with church planting. Hope Church is a church plant, and Hope Church engages with other church plants to help them and uh, to see them thrive. And uh, church planting is just absolutely uh, necessary. And let me just lay out a few of the reasons uh, why, statistically, if you'll bear with me with a few statistics. Uh, currently, uh, as of 2020, our population in our county, just in our valley here, is 1.188213. Uh, almost 1.2 million is the population of our, of our county. But in 2030, Kim Gardner Institute at the University of Utah has done a, a, a growth study and determining what our population growth is going to look like. And in just seven short years, in 2030, we're going to be at 1.3 million people. So in seven years, we're going to add 128,526 people just in the next seven years, just in our valley. I have no idea where those people are going to live. And if you've been in the housing market, you understand the challenges of that. So we've got challenges. But we also got incredible gospel opportunity, 128,526 new souls in this valley. Now, let's just pretend that we want to reach only 10%. Let's just say we can't reach 128,000. We can only reach 10%. That would be 12,852 people to reach, okay? With a, hope, with a church like Hope Church, we're just under 200 people, and that's pretty common for churches that are thriving here in this part of the country. If, if we're just saying just for 200-person two, churches, we would, need, we would need 64 new church plants in the next seven years in our valley just to reach 
10% of our valley. So that should say something to us about church planting. Church planting is also the most effective way to make disciples and to baptize new people statistically. So uh, there's been a ton of research that's done on it from uh, Lifeway Research, uh, Ed Stetzer, and other people that you might be familiar with. Tim Keller up in New York, does a, uh, their group does a lot of uh, research on it. But uh, statistically speaking, church plants uh, baptize new believers and make new disciples at a faster rate than established churches. Established churches get a room filled, and they get a little bit comfortable, and that is even a temptation for Hope Church. So we want to be engaged in church planning because we want to be engaged in evangelism and gospel disciple-making. Tim Keller puts it this way, and I think Dan's got a quote for us up here. Uh, the vigorous, continual planting of new congregations is the single most crucial strategy for, number one, the numerical growth of the body of Christ in a city, and number two, the continual corporate renewal and revival of existing churches in a city. Nothing else, not crusades, outreach programs, parachurch ministries, growing megachurches, uh, congregational consulting, nor church renewal processes will have the consistent impact of dynamic, extensive church planting. I think that's very well said, and I hope it makes an impact to you because that's we exist not to just be here. We're not just participants. And you may say, well, oh, my gosh, planting a church, okay, that sounds great. I'm glad you guys are doing that. I'm glad Mambano's doing that. I'm glad that you guys are engaged in that. But you guys are engaged in that. I mean, you may say, well, gosh, I haven't made a disciple or baptized anybody this year. Well, let's pray that God would change that and also realize that church planting is one of the ways in which we are going about the Great Commission as a church. So as you give generously, as you go to Colorado City, as you pray for these efforts, uh, this is all of us together planting churches. It's not just about maybe somebody you would see on stage. So you're engaged in this effort already. And, uh, of course, we want you to be more and more engaged and be praying about how God may use you to help plant uh, new congregations. So I just wanted to cast that vision of church planting first. We don't talk about it. A t we, we say it a lot, but we don't explain it a lot. And so I really just wanted to start there. And then uh, the exciting part is that we've been praying a lot about church planting. We did not think, we did not know that our the next church plant that we would be helping or the next new work that we would be helping would be uh, one in an African language. But uh, Mombano has been uh, at Hope Church for four years. And just tell us a little bit about your family, Mombano, about kind of where, you're, where you came from and how you landed here uh, at Hope Church. And Dan, I think you've got a picture of Mombano and Janine, too, that you can put up, too. Yeah. Thank you. I'm very happy this morning to be with you. Uh, I'm called Mabano Ramuskwa. I'm a Congolese uh, from uh, Africa. Uh, I'm married. I have one wife, but not yet getting kids. We are still hoping God, anytime God can open the door for us and get the, and get and get kids. Uh, I arrived here 2018. I was in Nairobi for many years. I came from Congo in '96, the first war of Congo. 
Uh, I ran away from Congo, I, ran, I went to Rwanda, and I spent many years there in Rwanda. After that, I went to theological college in Uganda. I spent like uh, six years there. Uh, after that, I went to Nairobi, and I stayed there as a refugee. Uh, in 2018, that is when we, get, we got a chance to come in the USA through UNCR. Uh, after reaching here, surely I was been having a question where am I going to, to get a church. Uh, I tried to Google in my phone. I, I think I wrote for four churches, but it's the one church only who has been responding to me. It is Hope Church. That is when I came here to be the member or to fellowship with you. Uh, sure, within these four years, it was been with you guys. We appreciate your support, physical support and spiritual support, especially through Ben and Pastor Davis. Surely I, with my wife, we are very excited with the work you have done in our life. We came here as a refugee without, without knowing anybody. But while we, we get you, we felt at, at home and uh, it has been encouraging us so, so much. That is how I came here in Utah. Thank you for sharing all that. And uh, so the way I understand it, it was during the first crisis in the Congo that you mm -hmm. left the Congo and went to Rwanda and then uh, trained as a pastor in Uganda and mm -hmm. then served as a pastor in, uh, in Kenya, Kenya uh, and then came here. Uh, and I don't know if you guys know, uh, but uh, Salt Lake is kind of a refugee city. We have the services and the State Department and others uh, funnel refugees uh, to uh, Salt Lake City specifically. And a refugee is anyone that is here legally that is being um, persecuted in their home country. And there has been great persecution uh, in the Congo. Uh, according to the best research that we have, we don't really know, but in, in 10 years ago, there were 15,000 refugees from Africa just in Salt Lake City. We expect that that number is maybe 20 to 25,000 just yeah. from Africa in Salt Lake or in Utah as a whole. And uh, these are people that, again, are here legally. Uh, oftentimes, they're self-sufficient. 90% of these families are self-sufficient in six months. But their greatest need is the gospel. Uh, our greatest need, our world's greatest need is the gospel. And we're going to do a lot of things around the globe. And we should remember the poor. And we should work in orphanages. And we should do all of those things. But people's greatest need is the gospel. And Mabano has begun to see a need uh, amongst the people that speak his language. Now, that's a little complicated because Mabano, I asked Mabano how many languages he, he speaks, and he couldn't really give me a good answer. Do you speak French? Yeah. Do you speak Swahili? Yeah. Do you speak uh, English? Yeah, small one. A small, a small one. <laughs> Do you speak Kenyarwanda? Nice. And what? <laughs> Very nice. And what languages are associated with that language? Uh, there is a Kirundi and a Kinyamlenge. 
they're the same language. Okay. With their own and, and how many total languages spoken in the Congo do you think? Uh, in the Congo, we have uh, 450 tribals, and each tribal have his own mother language. Okay, so how many of those 450 languages Language. can you speak? No, I speak like, uh, I can get like eight like that, <laughs> yeah. Okay, but so, so far we're up to 12 languages. Yeah. Um, and he's uh, worried about his English accent. I said, hey man, your English is a ton better than my grasp of 12 other languages. So, uh, so he certainly has the gift of language, and uh, we're grateful for that. So um, as we talk about kind of persecution, being a refugee, can you talk a little bit about uh, the persecution of the people in the Congo, where that came from? Just a little bit about that. Yeah, surely it has been a hard time for us from uh, 96 to uh, the, the war of tribalism for tribals. Uh, each tribal was been uh, attacking another tribe. I think there was some politicians which is behind of that of that uh, war because it was all for tribalism, uh, especially for us uh, like Banyamulenge, other people, other Congolese. They are not agree with us that we are pure Congolese. That is the main issue. They were saying that we are from Ethiopia and Rwanda. So and they were been saying that you have to go back to Rwanda or you go back to Ethiopia. And we also was been telling them that we are not Rwandese. We are, we are not Ethiopian, we are Congolese, pure Congolese, because while the Africa was being divided and they be called the Congo or Rwanda, our fathers was been in the Congo land. So that's when the, the war started and they, they fought and we ran away. Surely many people lost their, their lives. Up to now, I think I sent to David some pictures for this week which happened. People was been a kill, was been a killing each other and there was been a, even a crying to attack Monesco, the, the UN soldiers which is helping a, to bring peace in the Congo. So the situation surely is still worse even now. Uh, my mom, my mom uh, was been died with the they, they shot him while they, they attacked the village. She tried to, la to, to, to run away, and they shot her, and she died completely. So it was a sad time and a struggle. Up to now, Congo is still in struggle. Congo is a very, very, very rich country in the world. It has every kind of minerals you can find in the Congo. But the population in the Congo is the, the first one in the world who is poor. I think all countries of the world, they are fighting in the Congo because of that resources. That is why the, there is no peace. And I don't think they will get peace near. I don't think so. It will take long years and long years, God knows. 
And so it's, a lot of people have heard about the, the genocide in Rwanda, Hotel yeah. Rwanda, mm. where something on the order of 700,000 people mm. were killed. Mm. That's the population of our valley. Sorry for statistics again, but that's the population of our valley in 1990. Is Just imagine our whole valley's population being killed. That was what, was, what happened in Rwanda. Uh, but it's the same, it, this is the same kind of ethnic genocide that's still occurring right now. Dan, is there a picture from the streets uh, of the Congo? Yeah. So, I mean, this was just four days ago in the Congo. There was another picture that he showed me that I said maybe we shouldn't show that, that on a Sunday morning. Uh, so there's still shooting in the streets and the same kind of thing happening. And we've got Christian brothers and sisters there who are trying to worship on Sunday uh, and their churches are getting bombed and they're getting killed. And so I just want to take a moment, if we can, we're going to share about the vision of what God's doing now, but I just want to take a moment to pray for our brothers and sisters in Africa, those that are under persecution. If we can just take a minute to do that, join me in prayer. And as you join me in prayer, please be praying as I'm praying along with me that God would protect our brothers and sisters and help them to thrive. Let's pray. Dear God, um, we have heavy hearts about our brothers and sisters in Africa, specifically in the Congo this morning. God, we pray that you would protect our brothers and sisters in Christ there. We pray that you would protect the churches there and the leadership there. God, we pray that your Holy Spirit would work through them, that during this persecution, that the gospel would actually spread. God, that you would use the persecuted uh, to be your hands and feet there of love of forgiveness, and of gospel advance. God, only you can do this by your spirit, and we ask you to do that. We ask you to prick our hearts for those around the world, that we would see them and know them and hear their pain and hear their struggle and join them in prayer. God, I pray that you would remind us of those that are persecuted around the world every day and that we would pray for them and that we would join you in your work of redemption. It's in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Okay, thank you for sharing a little bit about where you're from. Now, uh, four years ago, you came to Hope Church, and for a, at least three years, we've been saying, Mabano, what about church planting? Uh, is God going to use you to, to, to speak to your people, to reach your people in their language? And for many times, you said, well, I have ideas, but now's not the right time. But it seems like uh, recently God has been doing something and now is the right time. So would you share a little bit about what God's been doing in your own heart and what that may look like as we join you uh, at Hope Church to see uh, God's vision come alive? Yeah. Uh, surely, uh, I, has, I has been having that burden for long years. And the... Uh, I have been trying to do it, but I felt, I feel in my heart, my heart has been telling me that not yet time for, for open a ministry. I sure we continue to pray with the, with the Janine hard in our house. Uh, this year, that is when I feel my heart is convincing me that this is the right time. Uh, sure, our vision, we want to reach the African people. Those who 
we speak the same language, even others whom we don't speak the same language. Here there is many Africans from different countries of Africa. So our purpose is trying to reach them with the gospel. Why? Because many people from Africa, after reaching here in the USA, even to another, to another countries, some of them, they are not still committed with church. Some of them, they are facing the challenges of language. English is very, very hard for them. Other, they're having another challenges of climate and, uh, and maybe with the, what they have. After reaching here, some of them, they work, get some money, they, they bought cars, some of them, they have forgotten their God. So, after, after seeing all those circumstances they are facing, I felt the burden of helping them, reaching them with the word of God. As Jesus said in, in Matthew chapter 28, from verse 18 to 19, he said that all authority has given to me. Therefore, go into the world and make disciples and they baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So, concerning this great commission Jesus gave to his disciples, I feel also we can try to see if we can fulfill this commission. So, that is why we are going to open a ministry, and I hope God will be with us, and I hope God will be our guidance. That is all I think so. That's good. So the hope is then, um, starting very soon, and we've been talking a lot about what needs to kind of be put in place, but starting very soon, uh, after uh, our second service here, uh, they will begin worshiping in that room over there at about 1 o'clock uh, and begin preaching and praying and teaching uh, with the hopes that, with the journey of becoming its own self-sustaining uh, church plant. And so, uh, so Hope Church Africa <laughs> is going to be, uh, the ministry will kick off very soon in August. And so is it, is it August? Yeah, it's uh, July 31st still, next month, which is tomorrow. Um, and so we're very, very excited about all of that. And we want you to be, we want you to be praying uh, extensively uh, for that. Um, and Mombano, is it true? I mean, you've told me some stories that a lot of times when refugees come into town, there's different services that are offered. And those services then can become a funnel into churches that would not agree with the same things that right. we do. Now, the Catholic uh, Charity Services does a great job of helping refugees get started. But there's other religious entities that are waiting at the airport for African refugees. Uh, and oftentimes, those people end up landing in those other religious communities. 
and we've got uh, we've got lots of different buildings that reflect that in this town. We've got uh, we've got mosques and we've got other kinds of of religious buildings here, and we want to see uh, crosses, not necessarily <laughs> buildings without crosses. And so uh, and that's metaphorical, of course, because there's not a cross on this building. But uh, we want the gospel of Jesus Christ to be at the, at the head of that, at the tip of that spear. And so there's a great opportunity, but there's also great challenges because there's, there's competitors to the gospel here. And I think that refugees can be uniquely susceptible to, uh, to those kinds of temptations. Is that, a, is that a decent way of saying it in English? You might say it a, a different way in 12 other languages, but is that a decent way of, of talking about it? Come again, please. It, uh, have you seen what I'm talking about, and you, are you able to say uh, yes? I mean, that is an opportunity and a challenge. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Good enough. Enough said there. Um, so please, please be praying for this effort together. Now, Mabano, we've already talked about some things that our people can pray for you. Can you share with us just a little bit about how you would like uh, us to pray together uh, for you? Yeah, surely it is not easy to start a church. Uh, I have fear in my heart because it is very, very hard work. It needs committed, it needs integrity, it needs many things. So you can help us to pray so that God may guide us in the right way. And uh, also, he can open the doors for us how we can meet with those people whom we are targeting to teach them. I think that's it. Well, and many of you may have met some of the other core team members. They'll be in the next service. So Vinant and his wife, Kalikste and his wife, please uh, speak to them. Introduce yourselves to them. You're going to see them around a lot. And uh, our second service people are going to get some overlap too. And so this is going to be part of Hope Church's effort uh, to plant churches. We want to help in any kind of way church plants that put the gospel first that are preaching and teaching the biblical gospel of Jesus. And we do that in lots of ways. Like with Brody and Liz in Colorado City, we're helping them. Now, they've got a lot of horsepower down there, and they're doing great, and we just get to be a part of it. There's a newer church plant uh, here that just came for our church planting where our Making Disciples in Utah training the other night. Uh, Jonathan Moore and his wife came. We're helping them uh, just with some teaching. Uh, there's lots of different ways that we can help uh, church plants. In this particular case, this is one of our own that's been here for four years, Mabano, that has this heart uh, for church planting. And so there's all kinds of ways uh, that we can help. And then there's ways that you can help in addition to praying. We're also having, and you may have heard me mention this before, a How to Make a Disciple in Utah class on Tuesday night at 7 o'clock here, right here, Tuesday night, 7 o'clock. You're invited to that. The two mission teams will be here. There'll be other people that are working to plant churches and make disciples in Utah, and you're invited uh, to come to that too. But there's a few other things I want to add to Mabano's list, if you would. So he talked about the fear. There are great challenges of church planting, and we want to pray that God would just empower Mabano and Janine uh, for his purposes. 
Uh, also, leadership. Uh, there are There's some leadership things that need to happen within a, a church congregation. Just be praying for uh, them to raise up leaders well. Uh, child care. Hey, if you want to serve at Hope Church, we'd love for you to serve at Hope Kids. Hope Kids always needs people to serve, uh, but they're going to have the same kinds of challenges as well. And so uh, you might even have it on your heart to help them with that, but certainly be praying for that, for child care. And then really the final thing that uh, I would like for you to pray for Mamano is, is rest. Uh, Mamano works two jobs, one during the day, one at night, and he works a lot. And he has Saturdays and Sundays off, and that's going to be committed to the ministry. So uh, he'll need uh, some rhythm of Sabbath, and uh, Janine will need that too. And so uh, that's, the, that's the final of the four. I would just ask you guys to join me now in prayer, but there's pens on every other seat. I'd ask you to write these things down, take a note on your phone, and just put Mabano's name and just these four, these four words so that you can be praying for him regularly. That's fear, leadership, Child care and rest, those things. And one thing that he had said, I'll just say people, uh, this core team of people, the people that they're ministering to, Mabano already uh, is in prayer groups with these, with many people. He's helping many people. He spends hours helping people with different challenges, biblical counseling, and just being a comfort team leader. Uh, he's already doing all those things. Um, but yes, just make the fifth thing people. So fear, leadership, child care, rest, and people. I should have made a slide. Forgive me. But you can write those five things down, and those are things that we want to be praying for. Now, before I pray, Mamano, is there anything else that you would like to add, encourage our people with, or prayer requests that you might have? Yeah, surely. I think I can tell you that... Uh, uh, the times is somehow hard, and this life is somehow hard for us, and we are facing challenges and challenges every day. But what I can tell you, stand firm to serve God, and God is faithful, and we will continue to be with you guys. God bless you. Thank you. Okay, let's pray together. As the band comes back up, I'll, uh, I'll pray over these things. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for um, what you're doing with Mabano and Janine, how you're privileging Hope Church to be a small part of your kingdom work. God, as we look at the, the really the need for 64 new churches over the next seven, year, uh, seven years, we don't know how that's going to happen, God. It can't be just Hope Church. It has to be a movement. And so, God, I just pray that you would do it, that you would claim people unto yourself. And, God, specifically for Mombano and Janine in this new ministry, I pray that you would quell their fears, that their fear of you would be greater than the fear of the enemy. God, that you would give them everything that they need supplied by your word and your graciousness. God, I pray for leadership. I thank you for Mombano and Janine. I thank you for Vinant and his wife and for Calixte and his wife. And the others that will be part of this leadership group, God, I pray that you would strengthen them, put their bonds together, quell any division, God. I pray you would just lead them in leadership. God, we thank you for children. They are a blessing from you. And child care is, can be a challenge. 
So I just pray that you would provide uh, resources there. And God, I just I pray for Mambano's rest, that he would find regular rhythms of Sabbath, that you would uh, provide that for him, provide rest for he and Janine. And God, I pray for these people, uh, that as they're collecting these people and they're helping people, God, I just pray that you would uh, move among these people, that your Holy Spirit would move, drawing them towards yourself, drawing them together for the purpose of the gospel, and that you would be glorified in this effort. I ask all these things in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen.